Our next guest decided to change her life after feeling stressed and realising her needs were not being met personally, professionally or privately. So in 2017, she decided to start daily meditation. And today, she is a certified master of wisdom and a meditation teacher. Susan Thompson is a meditation teacher with Soul Archaeology. Her values are love, universal access, coexist, assist and community. Please welcome to the show, Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Ant. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it. You're my first live interview. I know. It's a little bit exciting. I know. But I am grateful for it, as I'm always grateful. That is all I practice every day, is being grateful. It's always good to see you. Now, being I have myself attended several of your classes, I can vouch for you, like some of your history, because I've been involved with meditation before. But tell our listeners why you actually chose this this path for yourself. Well, as I, as in the introduction that you said, I'm I was basically at a stage where I, I realised I was a crisis meditator. Um, things at work were not. Um, I wasn't happy in my personal life and my private life, and I would get so so stressed and be quite possibly admit be angry or frustrated and then go okay well if I go meditate I'm gonna get better so that was a a wheel and a cycle that I was on so you repeat what you don't repair so I basically got to a point where I knew I needed to repair myself so in 2017 with a major personal shift in my life um, of becoming a solo parent I decided to um, access um, daily meditation practice. So I used a particular app, a podcast from Hay House, which gave you a vast array of meditation teachers to choose from. So going from Louise Hay herself, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Doreen Virtue, um, David G. And I just went through and tried different ones every day. And what I found is that doing it every day actually made a difference. I was seeing a little bit clearer. I was calmer. I was able to be more aware of myself and actually have more self and having that self care Mm. to myself. And that's the most important thing. So, and it just made me realize that no matter what method I was using, I was actually peeling away the layers and I wanted to be able to share this I wanted to able and that's what I now want to do is to share it that with anyone it's like it's a tool it's a Mm. tool to put in your toolbox and there's different ways of doing it and that's great and that's what I want to share this is Ants Talk. It's good that you could actually even find that on an app because, um, you know, this is something that any of us could do. And I think a lot of us aspire to have that, you know, that little bit of inner peace, that little bit of quiet time because life these days is just chaos for everybody. And to be able to actually take five minutes out for yourself and be able to just give something back to yourself is so important. And it's great that you actually initially found this on an app yeah and i know that we are there's more and more technology and there's more and more apps coming out there and the words mindfulness and meditation are starting to ebb and flow within um everyday life within work within schools 
um, even within the home. So I found that the podcast and, and an app was a good way. And then, but what I realized is that I wanted to detach myself again, the next level. I didn't want to have to rely on, on the app. On the app. Mm. Um, and, I, and so that was then making that step of ritualizing the practice. So it actually going from being a habit to being a practice to then it actually becoming just me. So what would you say that um, meditation can add to people's daily lives? To bring peace and stillness into your life on a daily basis, you must have a practice um, that supports that process. You must be able to dip into that stillness and silence on a regular basis now an optimal which is where i'm at is a twice daily practice of roughly 30 minutes so i do 30 minutes in the morning upon waking and that is in silence with initially focusing on my breath and then saying a particular mantra which is a word or thought that um, resonates with where i'm at for today and then at the end of the day i also end that with 30 minutes of stillness and silence but that's optimal Mm. and scientific research has shown that it actually reduces the size of your amygdala increases the size of your hippocampus so your amygdala is what drives fear and anger and mistrust and your hippocampus is what drives love and compassion and caring so but just doing 16 seconds yeah of still being in stillness in silence which is basically breathing in for to the count of four holding that breath for four breathing out to the count of four and holding it out for the count of four that is a mindful practice Mm. that is meditation it's sort of like even exercise i mean initially you know you can run for two minutes but you're still going to get those endorphins and everything after that two minutes and feel like, wow, that felt actually quite good. Exactly. And you're cultivating that as well. So we're seeing that it's um, to, to bring it in and bring it into being that daily practice. It is doing exactly the same. It's complementing your physical practice um, and that leads to pe- one of the myths or one of the questions that most people say is, oh, I never have time to meditate. <laughs> um, well, time is something that's independent, but and it, we impose it on ourselves. So rather than if you might have time to look at your phone for five minutes before while you're making your cup of coffee in the morning, rather than that five minutes of looking at your phone, you could spend one minute breathing Mm. being present and then still have four minutes and then you're actually doing that and it actually by cultivating that daily practice and planting that seed you will slowly notice the difference over time because it's actually not the life changing doesn't happen in the meditation it happens what for the remaining if it's 24 hours or 23 hours and 59 minutes of the day that's where the changes happen within that that's brilliant 
What would you say people's misconceptions are about this type of practice? Well, the misconceptions, one of them is that they don't feel those results, which is so that covers on from or follows on from what I just said, that it's that um, it's supposed to be this life-changing process where we're going to sit and levitate and achieve nirvana within 10 minutes. I've never achieved, I don't know what nirvana is, so I've never achieved that. But it's about being patient with it and seeing and stop looking for that higher state of consciousness to arrive. It'll just come. It'll just flow. For me, I've been, over the last two days, I've actually realized that I've just come to the end of year one of coming out of my graduation from as, as a meditation teacher from David G's Academy. And in that 12 months, it wasn't until I've, I've stepped back and looked that I've seen how much has changed. Yeah. And um, there's the coach of the British cycling team. His, the way that they changed their ethic to be able to win so many races um, over the last few years is that he changed the mentality of the athletes by saying that it's about the 1% that you do every day. If yeah. you increase and benefit yourself 1% every day, that accumulates. It's about the accumulation. So for me, the per- the example is I'm happily in a really nice house back in Adelaide and, you know, I'm happy, the kids are happy, life is happy, making new friends. It depends on what the – and I see abundance and I've got prosperity and things like that. So uh, so what experiences can you have in meditation? Great question. No matter what method you use as the object of your attention when you meditate, all of your experiences are valid. And there's actually really only three things that can happen when you meditate. One, you have thoughts. Hear sounds or physical sensations. They all basically are a form of thought. You fall asleep or you actually experience the stillness or what is sometimes referred to as you are in the gap, which is that place of there being no space and no time, which is where you have no thoughts. Sometimes in meditation, you can be there for a few minutes. You may only be there for a few seconds, but being in that moment is no space. Mm. Um, And so where I'm going to sort of then go from that, that that's what they might experience I'm then saying it's actually normal to have thoughts. We have somewhere between 60 to 85,000 thoughts a day. That's one. The monkey brain. Yeah. And as my teacher and many teachers have always said, that's actually unkind to monkeys because (laughs) in some ways we sort of think we've got this busy brain, but we are busy. It's pre-reptilian. There's all these different thoughts happening and it's because we're we're conditioned to have all of those and it's letting you know that you're actually not in the stillness so you're actually trying to break that pattern and so the reason that you sometimes may feel uncomfortable when you sit in stillness or you try to sit in stillness is that you are actually trying to deprogram what you've already been programmed to do so there's that resistance sure so it's okay 
to he- to have those thoughts. Acknowledge it. Let it flow. It's just a thought. Go back to your breath if that's what you want to focus on. Some people use breath. Some people use, as I said, use a mantra. Some people look at a picture or use a sound resonating in the background. There's so many different other ways of focus that you can use when you're meditating. I use a mantra. Sometimes the sound, just the sound om, but saying it silently. So then it enables you to go back to away from the thought Mm. and have the thought. You may also experience visual when your eyes are closed. You might have visual um, experiences like you might see colours or see pictures or faces of people. The colours is actually a good one because depending on what colour you see, uh, it can also be associated that it, it might be a focus of a shifting or an opening of a part of your body or as in what people may or may not know of as your chakras. So if, so as if it's a red, then it's obviously focusing on your root chakra. If it's green, you're opening and expanding on your heart chakra, which is great. Mm. It's, it's, it's about letting it flow. I've definitely seen colors. I've seen a lot of stuff. (laughs) I I find that I need to, I'm not a great layer down. Like I can't really lay down. I find that I do fall asleep when I do the lay down one Mm. where I think that that's the thing is just find your comfort and find your zone and yeah and that's the thing it is about always there's sort of the th- one thing I'm grateful for from my from my teacher David G is that he gave me 9.5 most valuable keys to a successful daily practice and the first one always and he starts this all the time and I keep this in my head and that's comfort is queen it's if you're going to be if you're going to be meditating if sitting on a block or sitting cross-legged for 20 minutes, if you know your leg is going to go to sleep, then that's obviously not comfortable. (laughs) So, um, and yes, try when you do meditate, try and be as far away as possible from somewhere from the position that you would normally be in sleep. Cause if that's what you're trying to not avoid, but there is benefits in meditation as it could be used. Um, I've had mornings where I've woken up and have two children intertwined. So I will meditate in the bed and it's all good. So without disturbing them. And, and I know that they're consciously or subconsciously involved in that meditation as well, which is beautiful. I think that's the thing too. Like even if you do fall asleep, we didn't fail. Exactly. There's no fail. You were so peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) And then it enables your sleep to be maybe you might end up waking up from that sleep with a a sort of a different step or a fresher view or your intention might actually become clearer of what you want to do, the step you want to take for the day. And um, yeah, so definitely in meditation. I love it. So, um, the five myths of meditation, what would you say they are? The first thing you need to do is clear all the thoughts from your mind. Well, as I said, the monkey brain, if that's what we've used in the past. No, they're just thoughts. It's about honouring them, letting them in and out, but then coming back to what your focus is, so to breathe. So it's normal to have those thoughts mm. and that's okay. It's And so it's also normal to have those sound experiences or physical experiences as well. It's 
knowing that they're meant to be there. You you can't turn sounds off, as you know, when you're recording. <laughs> you can't. And planes, fly. and planes fly over. It's about being able to sit within and be. So meditation, our lives have always been about achieving something and we're doing them Mm. where meditation is actually about being so it's about being in that moment whatever that is if there's loud noise um, music doorbells I just suggest to turn your phone off at least then you can minimize that distraction and then you know hence the reason I try not to use my phone or my apps to to meditate so that's the first one you can't switch them off just remember they're just thoughts Second one is that that you will have some transcendental experience um, during meditation. Something's meant to happen. It may, and good luck with that. And great, mm. share it. It's beautiful. You've had an experience. But just know that it is the remaining 23 hours of the day where those experiences, some of them, you may cry, you may be happy, you may be feel calmer. You're actually just opening, you're coming to your truer self, back Mm. to your true self, to your unmodified self. And that can sometimes be a challenging journey because we have, some of us have got stresses that have been accumulating over time. And stress is when our needs are not met and we are working towards meeting those needs. Yep. And the third one is I don't think I'm doing it right. Same deal. It's like I'm meant to feel something. As I said, the three things that's going to happen, you'll fall asleep, you'll have a thought, or um, you'll experience, um, you you will experience the gap. They're all okay. Ants talk. It's like Oprah, but not. It's funny. I think that a lot of people, when they're doing it, and that might be why people sort of maybe go and never return and stuff like that. It's because, one, they're looking at the teacher thinking, they've never experienced what I'm having, what's happening to me right now, where, of course, everyone's mind's the same. We're all, we've all got the monkey thoughts and we're laying there, we're, we're talking and we're trying to quash those those thoughts to, from happening. Mm. We're remembering to breathe. We're doing, you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot to focus on but not focus on. That's right. And so- I think that a lot of people just... It's that initial switch off. It's just let it happen. Yeah. Let it actually happen. Just let it be. And a really good tool that um, one of my fellow teachers um, introduced to me and all of our class last year, which was a great technique, Um, it's still using her phone, but um, it's definitely a good idea. Every random time during the day, so at like 11, 11, 12, 12, one uh, 13 13 and things like that she would set her alarm right and she would do 16 seconds which is the four seconds in hold out hold just at random times during the day she did all that and that's for her how she learned and taught herself to just switch off yeah so she was just doing it for 16 seconds and that's all you that's how you can start just start with 16 seconds and then tomorrow Maybe you might do four lots of 16 seconds and then the next day it might be five minutes. It's like anything, I think. You, and it, 
if you want rewards, you've actually got to put the time in. You really do. Yeah. You know, it's with anything. It's with exercise. It's with dieting. It's with, you know, self-improvement um, lessons, mm. everything like that. You've got to put work in to actually get somewhere. I agree. And it's really quite interesting that you use the terminology time in because that is what is the most important. You are putting the time in for yourself. You're putting that time in that um, you – it's about self-love, self-care, self-appreciation. And if you – so for being able to show people and assist people, it's not just about showing. It's like I can – you know, I, I do. I meditate. I teach. I've had these things happen to me. Mm. But it's – no one else is going to do it for me. No. No one else is going to do it. If I want, you know, I could step back and I've had those moments where it's like oh, I've started practicing every day and then you slip and you yes. miss one. And then all of a sudden it was like initially I didn't notice that I was missing them. And then, and then all of a sudden one day there was like, hang on, I'm not feeling like things are flowing. I'm not seeing the abundance. I'm not feeling the love. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not feeling right. And then I went, oh, hang on. I haven't meditated for a couple of days and it's like, oh, so then I would, it just sort of slipped. And then it's now it's, I get up and it just is that. And so the children as well, like they know it's like mummy's meditating. We won't, we won't disturb her, which is great, but they do, but that's normal. It's like, I have to just go through that process. So yeah, but you do, if you want to be mind fit as well as physically fit, it's just another part of it. It's funny, every, every time I go anywhere, really, whether it be work, whether it be an appointment, any time I'm really leaving the house, I always, like, I'm an early bird. I'm an hour there before, you know, I'm mm-hmm. even supposed to be there. And it's because I like to take my time to do things and to get prepared and to be really organised so I'm not walking in there rushed and, you know, overwhelmed with the world, basically, the traffic Mm. that I had to drive through, this, that, everything else. Mm -hmm. And every time I then, just before I walk in, is when I actually have a breath Mm. and then actually go in. And it's, it's that which then enables me to actually get through the, the day and with a smile on my face. Yeah, the pattern interrupt. Yeah. And it enables you to stop. So, and then, but, but I'll finish off on the last two. Yeah. And that was, if I meditate long enough, I'll achieve enlightenment. But no. as I said, that's, you're never going, who's ever going to be enlightened? Um, I'm not going, I mean, I'm not suggesting at all sitting on, on the, um, the mountaintop. And then if I meditate, I'm a superior human being. And it's like, no, that's not what it's about. It's about love, self-love. And you will be, we're all universal beings and we're all connected. If that makes sense Mm. to you and to other people, it's like we are all connected. And that is the reason why you will hear people that are practicing yoga or practicing meditation, um, they will start or end their practice with the word namaste. And namaste means that I honor the light in you as is the same light in me. And that's just the connectiveness. And Mm. we have this, this and this is a a thousands and thousands year old practice. There's lots of different texts that connect all this, that show this. And we're just reiterating everything as we go through. 
I think it's actually um, funny that with most people, especially these days and with social media and stuff like that, the world could do with a little bit more calmness, don't you think? I agree. (laughs) This could help a lot of us. I look, I um my 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 vision, as I've said, with, with my five values, um where and you look at it there the world everyone can do with a lot of calmness. But we also have to accept that you will there will always be Frustration. Exactly. Yeah. They're just emotions. And it's how we deal with those, how, what tools we can use. Meditation is just a tool. And um, for some people, it may not be the tool that they require, but I have seen the benefit for myself. I've seen the benefit for my children. Uh, they're not mine, the, the children. Okay. Um, uh, they chose me. The children and friends and and even yourself, I've, I've, we've talked about it afterwards, like what you feel and how it goes. And there's, and it's more publicised, and it's becoming. I'm, I'm seeing the difference even with some people in professional sports and yeah. and all of that as well. So that if we, it, between, it, it comes down to that one quote about the gap, which is in stillness and response, there is that gap, mm. and practicing meditation enables you to be in that moment so you can choose to be angry or sad uh, sorry or happy you've got the choice so it's either be angry or be in love tune in each week for ants talk to learn about real life stories celebrities and everything in between i think that's the thing too is that with all of us we would all be able to acknowledge in our lives that if we do have, say, an argument with someone, say you're with your partner or your mother or your whoever in the morning, you've had the argument at home, you leave the house in a foul mood, you get into your car, then there's traffic, and then it just seems to almost be uh, a clusterfuck of things. <laughs> the, power, the power of the ripple. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And <laughs> of it course. Basically, it, it seems that nothing starts to go right. You know, right. it, it's one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And then at the end of the day, you're just... And then you oh, come wow. home and then you come home and you've still got it. Yeah. And if, and that's where, as a, and that's where the, the twice daily practice helps because at the end, if you do a meditation at the end of the day, you let go. Like, so the actual, so by moving from having just, look, begin, start a practice if you begin with having one first thing in the morning, but then to be able to come home and let go of all of that and but also go acknowledge that yeah okay I made some big mistakes and apologize yeah yeah <laughs> with your partner or your colleague or your family or someone the member of your family or your dog you know they well, there's unconditional love they'll love you no matter what when you walk in the door um but That's you know true. and they will so having that being observant of that ripple is the first step of becoming aware that you'll see the benefit of it's of having that awareness and saying okay then I will stop and if you stop as we call it the pattern interrupt and you breathe and then let that go ask for forgiveness and the most important thing is is that we all will say something in the moment yeah and working on 
But with meditation and having that practice and moving towards that daily practice, I've noticed that it enables me now to actually practice thinking before I speak. So actually asking myself three very important questions before it'll actually come out of my mouth or it goes on to an SMS or (laughs) it goes on to an email. And that is, is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? So is it going to add any value to the exist to the silence? I ask myself those three questions constantly. And yeah, it's a very, it's a very simple process and it's a good teaching as well. And it enables you to go, okay, then you can just let it go. And if, if it doesn't, if, and the way the gates work is that if it's not, if it's true, that's okay. If it's kind and it's necessary, speak it. But if it's not true, let it go. If it's not kind, let it go. And if it's not going to add any value to the silence, don't say it. So what would you say the most valuable keys to a successful daily practice are? Meditation keep helps to relieve and release stress, which, as I've said, defined as all the wishes and dreams and expectations and desires in which a need you have had has not been met. This release of stress is you becoming more and more aware of your unconditioned self. So try not to shut down when you have these feelings and it is the catalyst for you be bridging the gap to your so your heart can understand and be unconditional love so and be happy and be at peace so the key and a beautiful quote to just end with is that first it is an intention then it becomes a behavior then it becomes a habit then a practice then second nature and then it's simply who you are oh that's perfect perfect yeah yeah absolutely so would you are we gonna, we're going to wrap up soon but i'd love you to tell everybody if they wanted to contact you or find out more about you how would they do that they can call me on my mobile which uh is zero four one 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 five zero three five three in Australia? In Australia. Plus six one <laughs> zero if you need um, overseas. I am on Instagram and my uh, catch is at Soul Archaeologists. So that's at S-O-U-L-A-R-C-H-A-E-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. And on Facebook, I am facebook.com forward slash Soul Archaeology. So S-O-U-L-A-R-C-H-A-E-O-L-O-G-Y. I'm glad you spelt it because I wouldn't be able to. (laughs) (laughs) It's that crazy word. Exactly. Fantastic. We really appreciate you coming in and having a chat to us, Suzanne. Really love it. Thank you. And I'm sure the listeners love it. I love you too. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Namaste. Namaste. Tune in each week for Ants Talk to learn about real life stories, celebrities and everything in between.